and gentlemen, may I have your attention please? It's time for the final countdown. The show starts in three, five, four, three, two, one, go. Welcome to the Top 9 at 9. I'm your host, Matt Barker, here with Trent McManus. And this week, we are counting down the top nine songs that have been used in movies. Before we get into that, first off, welcome, Trent. We are first week doing this. I'm excited. I know Trent is, too. Oh, yeah. Very excited. This is going to be an amazing hour. It's going to be great. Um, So the way that we came up with these songs, we just want to explain the criteria here before we get into it. You might be hearing them and thinking... How did they come up with these songs? The way that we came up with these was when you hear certain songs, you automatically, your mind goes right to the movie. So that's how we came up with these. These are songs that are iconic movie songs. So when you hear them, you kind of think about the movie and what scene or whatever it was that was taking place during that. So that's kind of how we we came up with these. So these are the top nine from the experts, Matt Barker and Trent McManus. Starting off this week's countdown for top songs used in movies, it's a song that became one of the biggest hits for Scottish group Simple Minds, reaching number one on the Hot Billboard charts in 1985. Coming in at number nine, it's Don't You Forget About Me from the movie The Breakfast Club, right here on 91.5 WFHU. Don't you forget about 
song again. The name of the song was Don't You Forget About Me. What What was the group? The group, as I mentioned before the song started, Trent, is Scottish Minds. And what's our show again? Sorry, Simple Minds. I can't even remember the name myself. (laughs) (laughs) Simple Minds is the name of the group. The name of our show. What's the name of our show? You know, I've changed it so many times, I don't even know. (laughs) Top 9 at 9 is the name of the show, yeah. And what's your name? My name. Okay, Trent, I see what you're doing here. That's like that's like the longest dad joke I've ever heard in my life. Thank what are you, you doing? What are you, you doing over thank here? Thank you. I'll be here all week. Yeah, I appreciate that. That yeah. was pretty good. Anyway, what's you know this movie? This movie, The Breakfast Club. You know, that's a, this is a perfect example of why they don't write songs named after the movie. I mean, who who would want to listen to a song called The Breakfast Club? I don't know. It might make you kind of hungry. That's maybe. true. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. All right. This next song on the countdown went all the way to number five on the Billboard Hot 100 in 2018 and stayed on the charts for an impressive 45 weeks coming in at number eight from the movie a star is born starring lady gaga and bradley cooper it's shallow here on 91.5 wfhu tell me something girl are you happy in this modern world oh do you need more is there something else you're searching for I'll fall in all the good times I find myself longing for change and in the bad times I fear myself
Well, I mean, that, uh, you know, Matt, that was okay. I mean, I mean, if you really think about it, though, I mean, Bradley Cooper is really not a singer. I mean, he's more of an actor. Yeah, I would say probably if we had to say actor or singer, he's definitely more of an actor. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're an actor-singer and you say, well, I'm an actor-singer, you're really an actor. Hey, you're yeah, really you're one actor. or the other. Like the, the singers that sometimes try to be actors, they're a singer first. Yeah, it's like the same right. thing. Yeah, like, uh, like Ryan Gosling, you know. I mean, he, you know, he's more of an actor. Right. He's not really a singer. But La La Land's pretty good. It is good. <laughs> it is good. But it's because of his acting. Okay, yeah. Not that he's like, you know, I don't sit around listening to Ryan Gosling records all day. But Ryan Gosling is also in the Barbie movie, so that's going to be some points deducted for him, right? That's probably. Okay. Even though it's like their richest movie. That's true. But you know what, Matt? I was thinking, I think you and I could do a better job. I, I mean, maybe. I think so. I think, I think you know, I think... The, the free the FHU world out there would benefit from hearing this song really done well. So instead of, you know, Lady Gaga, who is a singer right. and an actor, you know, two guys. I tell you what, I tell you, what, we'll do this. We'll just do it. Maybe not the whole thing. Like we're going we're gonna to do this. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You be Lady Gaga and I'll be Bradley Cooper. Wait a second. Like, so like, I mean, I'm all for doing this, but like. So you're saying you get to be Bradley Cooper yeah. and I got to be Lady Gaga? Yeah. Why do I have to be Lady Gaga? Why can't I be Bradley Cooper and you be Lady Gaga? Well, you're you're more of a singer. You're more of a singer than I am. You lead singing and stuff like that. How come I got to be the girl? Well, I, I just don't I don't know if I'm really comfortable with that. So you don't So you're saying you don't want to be Lady Gaga. I mean, if I had a choice, then I would probably pick Bradley Cooper over being Lady Gaga. Well, I think that's pretty shallow. Oh, here he got me again. <laughs> this is like dad joke central hey, over I'm a, here. I'm a dad. Yeah. What can I say? That's what I do. If I <laughs> should stay, I would only be in your way. So I'll go, but I know I'll think of you every step of the way. And I
of all you dreamed of And I wish you joy and happiness But above all this, I wish you That was I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston from the movie The Bodyguard starring Houston and Kevin Costner back in 1992. The song was originally recorded by Dolly Parton in 1972 as a farewell to her business partner and mentor Porter Wagner. The 1992 version performed by Houston went all the way to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and stayed at the number one spot for a then record-breaking 14 straight weeks, making it the best-selling single of 1992. This is a Top 9 at 9 News Update with Trent McManus here on 91.5 WFHU. Today in the headlines, you know, Chicago Mayor, that's Chicago, Illinois, Brandon Johnson, he was among the first in line Monday to hand out pizzas to mark the beginning of the fall school season. Wow, what a man. He was accompanied by members of the Chicago Police Department. Johnson gave students at Robertson Elementary School cheese pizzas. And while this may be a favorite treat for kids, you'd never know it based on photographs of the event. As students went through the line, they had an extremely sad countenance on their face. It turns out the pizzas being passed out were frozen and still in the box, Matt. Crazy. I know. I mean, what kid wants to, you know, be handed a frozen pizza at school? What are you going to do with a frozen you better, pizza? You better bake that thing, right? I mean, oh. like, you at least got to have it ready to go, ready to eat. These kids ain't going to be able to bake it themselves, right? I don't know. On what? Like an easy bake oven they carry around their backpack? I mean, but on a positive <laughs> note, uh, they were passing out after school. On the way home, they were able to use them as shields from all the flying bullets in Chicago. Oh, yeah. So that's, I know, that's a positive. The next song on the countdown was a number one hit for Ray Parker Jr. back in 1984. After its release, though, Parker was sued by Huey Lewis in the news for allegedly copying the bass line to the band's 1983 hit, I Want a New Drug. The case was later settled out of court for an undisclosed amount. This week, the song lands at number six on the countdown. It's Ghostbusters here on 91.5 WFHU. If there's something strange in your neighborhood, who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! 
was I've Had the Time of My Life by Bill Medley and Jennifer Warrens coming in at number five this week on our countdown of top songs used in movies. Of course, that song was the title track to the movie Dirty Dancing, starring Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey all the way back in 1987. The song won a number of awards, including the Academy Award for Best Original Song, the Golden Globe for Best Original Song, and the Grammy Award for Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Vocal Group. 
Think about that, Trent. Yeah, I mean, you know, you think about the the musical. You know, that was a musical, Dirty Dancing. Right. As a matter of fact, I heard that that's going to be the FHU musical for Homecoming this year, Dirty Dancing. That's a, that that just doesn't that doesn't sound right to me. Are you sure? Like, where who'd you hear that from? Oh yeah, I mean, I've got this on Word super on the street, inside yeah. information. Oh okay. Yeah, it's uh, except you know, there's a Christian version. So it's I mean, yeah, you couldn't call it Dirty Dancing at you know Freed Hardeman. Right. You definitely have to change the name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why they made a Christian version, you know, for like for like Christian colleges or, you know, church, you know, Christian (laughs) high schools. It's called uh, it's called fairly clean choreography. Oh, clean choreography. So you still got the alliteration there, like dirty dancing You got the CC clean choreography. Okay, that's right. That's right. And uh, as a matter of fact, you know, there was some controversy, you know, here on campus. I saw I saw uh, President Shannon. And uh, Dr. Cliff Thompson having a pretty uh, heated discussion. Yeah, theater director. Okay, yeah. yeah I saw about this about this exact, you know, topic. Right. And uh, and then I I heard Dr. Thompson loudly exclaim, "Nobody puts Dr. Thompson in a corner." And <laughs> and then he walked away. He just he just walked away. I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. True story. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, nothing we say on the show is not true. So oh, it's got to be true. You can take it to the bank. Yeah. Serving as a second single from the movie Saturday Night Fever, this song spent four weeks at number one while becoming the group's most recognizable hit and catapulting actor John Travolta to stardom. Coming in at number four, it's Staying Alive by the Bee Gees, 91.5 WFHU.
That was The Power of Love by Huey Lewis and the News coming in at number three this week on Top Songs Used in Movies. Many think of that song, obviously, as Marty McFly's skateboard scene in the movie Back to the Future. Premiering in 1985 on the soundtrack for the movie Back to the Future, The Power of Love became the first number one hit on the Billboard charts for Huey Lewis and the News. The band's lead singer even made a cameo in the movie for good measure. This is a Top 9 at 9 News Update with Trent McManus here on 91.5 WFHU. Yes, Matt, we've got an extremely hard-hitting story coming up right now. Five women intentionally clogged a toilet inside a Florida chicken wing restaurant over the weekend. Oh, boy. You know, it's not a, it's not a news story or just a conversation in general with you without talking about some bathroom stuff. So That's I'm, I'm right. ready to hear this one. Bathroom humor is <laughs> yeah, my thing. It's ready. I'm, I'm ready to hear it. I'm telling you, I'm, we're delving to the depths for this one. It ignited a brawl between the group and the employees, police said. A supervisor at the Chicken Wing restaurant told authorities that women stuffed a restroom toilet with wads of toilet paper. The women were blamed because (laughs) they were the only customers in the restaurant. I mean, who else did it? I mean, if they're the only ones in there, who else are you going to blame? Like a ghost? We forgot about that movie. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a good one. 
An employee cleaned the bathroom. How'd you like to have that job? Wouldn't be too bad. Just a toilet paper. However, one of the women went back inside the bathroom afterward and stuffed the toilet with toilet paper again, according to an arrest report by Fox. So they're like arrested for this kind of thing. It's not just just fun and games anymore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're going to the big house now. The restaurant supervisor told the women they needed to leave since it was almost closing time anyway. And, you know, how many times can you stuff a toilet? With toilet paper, the supervisor then found that the toilet was clogged again a third time. I guess they, you know, once is never enough, right? Just, and they, yeah, it's getting a little ridiculous at I, this point. Yeah. yeah, the group of women came irate. They began yelling. Police said when they were told to leave, the one punched the supervisor in the face, and the other women joined in, kicking, punching, pulling hair. Throwing things, authority said. You know, this is, you know, you ever see women fight? It can be very ugly. Hair pulling, all kinds of stuff going on, yeah. The supervisor seemed a cut behind her ear, bruises on her leg and arm. When another employee rushed in to help the supervisor, one of the women slapped her and began throwing chairs, police said. The fight was eventually broken up by other store employees, and then the women fled. They allegedly knocked over chairs, threw salt and pepper shakers on their way out. They were detained, however, by responding police officers. And, you know, these women, they're very proud. Kenesha Charles, Taisha Charles, Keandra Charles, they're keeping it in the family. Right. The Charles they're sisters. All, yeah. <laughs> if you ever meet the Charles sisters, you better watch out and but don't don't, don't let them, them in. <laughs> don't let them use the bathroom. Not at your house anyway. <laughs> no. Yeah. Jasmine Klein, Julia Smith, oh, they're proud ladies. Proud, proud young women. <laughs> Apparently, these ladies were very disappointed they couldn't clog toilets the old-fashioned way. Right. And uh, had to resort to the popular toilet stuffing method. <laughs> they were charged with disorderly conduct, battery. Like, more like disorderly conduct. Yeah, really. And criminal mischief. Now, where else, Matt, will you hear such hard-hitting stories like this? I mean... Nowhere, obviously. This is this is where you get all your the best news ever. It's going to be right correct. here on the Top Night at Nine News Update with Trent McManus, obviously. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. The number two song on the countdown is a song what many consider the best movie soundtracks of all time. Used in the 1986 and 2022 movie soundtracks, this song peaked at number seven on the Hot Billboard 100. Song from Kenny Loggins. Coming in at number two, it's Danger Zone from Top Gun here on 91.5.
right, that was Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins, song used in Top Gun, probably one of the great movies of all time. I'm, I'm always a big fan of Top Gun. Uh, the new movie that came out in 2022 as well. Um, obviously, Tom Cruise does all his own stunts, all those kinds of things. That song originally was recorded in 1986, so that's going to bring us into the segment This Weekend. And since we just finished a song from 1986, This Weekend segment will be about the year 1986. Trent McManus, our resident knowledge person here, is going to tell us about what was happening back in 1986. Yeah, I grew up in the 80s. You know, the 80s, you know, that's the decade everybody wishes they were from, right? They they have dress up days. Everybody wants to dress up as eighties. The hair, the the those like warm up suits people wore. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I look around sometimes and and people are dressing like the eighties. It's very true. It's kind of coming back. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what happened? The Soviet nuclear reactor Chernobyl exploded, and caused radiation to go out all over Europe during this time. The space shuttle Challenger disintegrate in 73 seconds i was watching when it happened i remember i was watching it on tv and you know nobody knew what was going on all seven astronauts were killed on board the uh halley's comet also you know every 76 years it crosses through you know you know so my parents wanted me to go out and watch it i was like oh i'll catch it next time you know what's the big deal (laughs) you know they had the hands across america where everybody held hands at the same time and like stretched the they were raising money for something. I can't remember what it was, but I tell you what, they blocked traffic. It was awful. Yeah. You know, you couldn't go anywhere. Everybody's holding hands all the time. Stretched yeah. out across the whole country. Yeah, the whole country. It was awful. Yep. And the Oprah Winfrey made its, uh, Oprah Winfrey show made its debut nationally in the 80s. In yeah. 1986, actually, that year. You know, I remember sitting on my edge of my couch, you know, just with like, Oprah mania. Right. Just, so excited about the Oprah Winfrey show. Yeah. Did she always, like, you know, back, because, you know, you're 50-something, right? You were around when the first oh, yeah. Oprah Winfrey show. That's did, right. Had, did she always give stuff away, or is that later on? That was kind of later I was on, just saying, you know, because I've never missed an, uh, an episode of the Oprah Winfrey show. I started Die Hard Oprah this, Winfrey, yeah. Oh, yeah. Started watching when I was, like, three, swinging my legs <laughs> off the couch, you know. And oh. uh, it was so much fun watching with my mom, you know, just sitting there just... So exciting. So watching Tom Cruise, you know, jumping so up and down jumped, on the couch. About Katie Holmes. I remember excited that Excited about Katie Holmes, yeah. how much he loved her. I tell you, it was an exciting time. Yep. Fame of the Opera debuted in the 80s. I just saw, you know, I was just in New York City the other day. You know, my son lives there. And um, I just saw Fame of the Opera. And, you know, it just closed. It just closed on Broadway. It's been on since, since 1986. Yeah. yeah. And is that now, the longest running one? Or, it is. Yeah. It is. And now, you know, it's got to stay off of, uh, it can't come back for at least five years, I think, is is the rule. So anyway, so it's very interesting. But it debuted in, in London's West End back then, you know. And the last thing, and, you know, some of these are pretty tragic, you know, the mad cow disease. Yeah. Do you remember mad I cow remember, disease? I remember, yeah, I do. Yeah, cows have been very angry ever since. Right. I'm telling you. you know, I, my grandfather was a dairy farmer, and, and I, I, I've milked many cows in my life. And let me tell you something. Before the 80s, they were very friendly. Right. You know, since the 80s, we you go can, cow tipping, they're very angry. Yeah, we can look back to this moment and, in and history. Too. That, that's right. Right. Angry cows, kind of like angry birds. I mean, yeah. ever since the 80s, not friendly people. 
No, I found a few things too, Trent. Oh, um, what's that? Looking at how much things cost, I'm always interested because you know oh, yeah. everything's ridiculous expensive now. Oh yeah, we've got a high inflation rate. Yeah, high inflation rate. We're not even going to talk about why that is on this show. That's a, that's another show, Trent. If you want to follow some of that, Trent has some other <laughs> thoughts on that <laughs> on some of other platforms. We won't talk about that here on 91. Oh, better not. Yeah, we won't talk about that. But it, an average, let's see, one gallon of gas was 89 cents. We're looking at oh, close to four dollars a gallon now. So this this would have been great if we had these prices now average monthly rent $385 back in 1986 mm-hmm. average price for a new car $9,255 it's probably one of those like Ford Escorts or something no, I but bought, I bought my first car was like $9,000 a yeah. brand new Plymouth Sundance yeah I, I called it the machine yeah it lived they forever. don't they don't make them like that anymore no they don't because it lasted for finally I finally just gave it away because it just it wouldn't die yeah, here's one. Actually, speaking of that, there here's a Plymouth Colt, four thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Mine was a Plymouth Sundance. Sundance, yeah. Broccoli, a pa- I don't know why they put a pound of broccoli. Like why this out of all things, thirty nine cents. So if you want some broccoli, some fiber, you know. I actually like broccoli. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Put some cheese on it though. So I'm be careful. Somebody might clog a toilet up with that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the Charles sisters. The Charles, don't let they're coming. Don't let, they don't got let their broccoli. Yeah, they don't need to get a hold of any broccoli. Brings us to the number one song on the countdown this week for top songs used in movies. It's a song that was actually not the first choice of actor Sylvester Stallone to serve as the anthem for his Rocky franchise. The first choice, Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. Stallone's second choice, however, did pretty well as it earned the group Survivor a Grammy Award for Best Vocal Performance by a duo or vocal group in 1983 while being the most iconic training sequence of all time. Coming in at number one on this week's countdown, it's Eye of the Tiger by Survivor here on 91.5 WFHU.
All right, that is our top nine songs that have been used in movies. Of course, number one was Eye of the Tiger from Rocky. I think that was a pretty good choice. There was a couple of these that we had a little bit of difficulty figuring out which one to put them on, but Eye of the Tiger, I think we both agreed that that was a good number one song. So that is the top nine for this week, top songs used in movies, top iconic movie songs. Uh, Next week, join us for the Top 9 at 9 countdown, which will air Uh, probably Mondays and Wednesdays on 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. for each of those days. Next week, we are going to be counting down the top nine songs of the group The Who. All right. And Trent Trent is a big fan of The Who, so he's going to really love next week's show. I've seen them in concert three or four times. They're great. They're still making new music, still touring. So we got, we got a, there's a, this is just one, this is Pinball Wizard. This most likely, we're not going to spoil anything, but this was definitely going to be somewhere in the top nine next week. But there's a lot of songs. If anybody's a fan of uh, CSI, you hear a lot of their songs on the intros to some of these TV shows. So you probably are familiar with some of them. If you're kind of a younger generation, you might not realize that you know some of the songs of The Who. Oh, we got, it comes in both, both headphones here. This is nice. So, so that'll be what we preview uh, we'll talk about next week. Top 9 at 9 will be top songs of The Who. There should be a lot of good ones with that. Trent, I enjoyed it. This has been fun. And we'll get to do it all again next week when we t- count down the top songs of The Who. I, I can't wait. It's going to be and awesome. And you know what I'm really looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the news updates because, you know, you just can't find news just like we have it here at Top 9 at 9. You, just, right. you, have, you find the best news that, that's out there. That's right. You never hear this on CNN. All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week for the top nine at nine as we count down songs of The Who. He's a pinball wizard that has to be a twist. A pinball wizard's got such a suffering. Plays by sense of smell Always gets a replay Never seen him fall